Good afternoon and welcome to the BAM series. My name is Cole and I'm a grateful badass in recovery. Um, so this is our first episode on the podcast and I'm very fortunate to have my dearest friend Katya on the show with us today. Hi. Um, I'll let Katya introduce herself, give her give a little bit about her story and then we'll just jump right into it. Uh, my name is Katya and I am an addict. Um, I started using when I was 12 years old and, um, you know, I quickly just like super embraced that lifestyle. Um, you know, and my addiction led me to, um, hardcore narcotics. Uh, there's a lot of trauma and abuse in my story. Um, ended up homeless, um, obviously quite a few jail stints and, um, my judge, uh, you know, decided I needed treatment and it took a few, quite a few tries cause I didn't, you know, it took a while to want to be there. Um, but, it, but eventually it stuck, you know, and I went through, um, all three levels of treatment and that was where I met Cole and, um, we have been absolute best friends since then. He's one of my most favorite recovery peers and has just been this really phenomenal positive influence on my life and my recovery. Stop it. You're going to make me blush. <laughs> you don't blush. <laughs> so Cole asked me to join him on this podcast. And so here I am. Heck yeah. And we're definitely grateful to have you here, Katya. Um, so I kind of wanted a little t touch base a little bit on what BAM exactly is, because a lot of you guys might not know what's this recovery group, the BAM what, and not quite sure what it means. Um, so the acronym for BAM is Beyond Addiction Mosaic. And if you guys know what a mosaic is, it is a bunch of broken pieces formed into this beautiful uh, picture or art project or something just creative and beautiful. And that's how people in recovery see our lives is when we're in our, the depth of our addiction and alcoholism, we have all these little broken fragments of our lives, and when we come into recovery, it just builds this beautiful picture and beautiful life for us. So what BAM does is we try and show people that there is life beyond addiction. Uh, we are definitely a huge networking system, so if people in early recovery need uh, opportunities to go into treatment, detox centers, sober living, we hook them up with those type of uh, resources that they need. If people are looking for housing, we have a list of housing opportunities for people. Um, excuse me, um, every, two, every other Saturday we actually do a lot of outreach for our homeless and unsheltered community where we make uh, sack lunches, hygiene kits, do clothing drives, and just go take care of our unsheltered folks here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, we also like I like what we're doing right now, our BAM podcast. Uh, we just want to talk about our experience, strength, and hope, and hopefully find a couple newcomers who can benefit from listening to what we talk about and our stories that we share here. Um, so going forward, I asked Katya to read the daily reflection from the Narcotics Anonymous uh, text. Okay, December 22nd, A New Way to Live. When at the end of the road, we find that we can no longer function as a human being, either with or without drugs, we all face the same dilemma. Either go on as best we can to the bitter ends, jails, institutions, or death, or find a new way to live. 
What was the worst aspect of active addiction? For many of us, it wasn't the chance that we might die someday of our disease. The worst part was the living death we experienced every day, the never-ending meaninglessness of life. We felt like walking ghosts, not living, loving parts of the world around us. In recovery, we've come to believe that we're here for a reason, to love ourselves and to love others. In working the 12 steps, we have learned to accept ourselves. With that self-acceptance has come self-respect. We have seen that everything we do has an effect on others. We are a part of the lives of those around us and they of ours. We've begun to trust other people and to acknowledge our responsibility to them. In recovery, we've come back to life. We maintain our new lives by contributing to the welfare of others and seeking each day to do that better. That's where the 10th, 11th, and 12th steps come in. The days of living like a ghost are past, but only so long as we actively seek to be healthy, loving, contributing parts of our own lives and the lives of others around us. Just for today. Just for today. I have found a new way to live. Today I will seek to serve others with love and to love myself. That is beautiful. So the last part of the just for today, um, where it says finding a new way to live and serving others, that's what BAM is all about, is serving our peers in recovery. Um, if, speaking from my personal experience, there's nothing that brings me greater joy in life is when I can go downtown, see someone who is struggling on the streets, like in the depth of their addiction, and come to me saying, hey, how did you get sober? And being able to share my experience, strength, and hope in my testimony, if you will, of recovery is the most powerful and it builds my recovery up. Um, and just being there for other people. People think service is like having this giant service commitment, like being on the entertainment committee or being an area supervisor for uh, <laughs> like, just for different recovery groups. But in all reality, service is just holding the door open for someone, smiling at something, welcoming the newcomer and just showing up. You know, um, yeah, doing something for another human being that doesn't affect us at all. Absolutely. Um, I was actually talking to Kati about this um, the other day. Uh, she came along with us to one of our outreaches, and when we were processing that after the outreach, I told her the best thing that you did was you showed up, and you showed up for other people who needed you. When they probably don't even know you, they won't remember your face or your name, but they, they know who you are, and they knew what you did for them. And so showing up for people and being of service is definitely something that all of us can work on on a daily basis. So, Word. Um, I really liked how the, the basic message of the daily today um, is really how vital service and connection with others is. Um, I know in my own life and my recovery, those are absolutely vital. And that was what was missing from my life up to up until I got into recovery. You know, I didn't have connections with other people. Um, people were objects. You know, they either had something I wanted or they were in the way of getting what I wanted. And that was kind of the only role that people really served in my life. And coming into recovery, um, you know, I'm a member of Narcotics Anonymous. I work the 12 steps. I have a sponsor. I have sponsees. And um, that, that connection with other addicts is what is absolutely vital. Like, that's the lifeblood of recovery. Like, I wouldn't be where I am without Cole. 
you know, uh, even if it's just like call, you know, calling him when I'm having a rough day or him recognizing that I'm not showing up and then like showing up to my house to make sure I'm okay. Um, the relationships that we make in recovery are so very, very important. And, um, you know, when I was very, very new to recovery, there, <laughs> before I was even in recovery, I had people in my life who themselves had gotten clean and they never gave up on me. Um, every time I got kicked out of treatment, when I was living under a bridge, if I just gotten out of jail, they were like, hey, have you eaten? Hey, do you need anything? Hey, can I give you a ride? Hey, you got kicked out of treatment. Okay, let's get you in another one. Here we go. And um, so those people that were helping me when I had nothing to offer and nothing to give were what got me where I am. And so now um, those of us in recovery have the opportunity to give back to others in the same way. Um, you know, it, like, like Cole said, we're a giant community and um, our sole purpose is to help others get to where we are. Absolutely. And there's also that phrase that you'll hear in and out of the rooms. Uh, the opposite of addiction is connection. Mm. And I, I fully believe that because when I was in my addiction, I didn't want people knowing my business. I could do everything myself. I was a very strong, motivated, uh, to what I thought I was. <laughs> very uh, tweaker motivated, if you will. Um, <laughs> um, motivated to just doing my own thing because I could do it myself. I didn't need help. I didn't need. I didn't have a problem, and I was in self denial of just the fact that I actually do need help. And there's been so many days where Katya or my sponsor or uh, just my friends in recovery will call me out on my bullshit when mm. I start getting too complacent and thinking I can do it myself. Because the reality is we can't. Mm -hmm. You can't. You didn't get addicted. Well, I mean, you could get addicted by yourself, but there was always that one person who drug you down, you know? But in recovery, you have multiple thousands of people who are trying to build you up, and they won't give up on you. Um, I never understood the reason, or the saying, um, don't ever give up, because I felt like if you gave up, you were a failure. Um, and in recovery, that's not the case anymore. Like, if I give up... I know that I've got a grip of people that will surround me and make it so I don't have to give up alone. Um, Are you talking about surrender? Surrender. Boom. This is okay. why this is why this chick is one of my best friends. <laughs> she she knows the words I'm trying to say. <laughs> but yeah, like surrender and surrendering to the fact that we are addicts and alcoholics and we can't do this alone. We so. absolutely can't do it alone. Um, and another thing that the reading touched on is self-love. Um, I know when I was in my addiction, I truly believed that I was worthless as a human being. I had nothing to offer, um, and my life was over. And um, in my last treatment center, my therapist, um, a big focus of our work was self-love. Uh, self-esteem, self-acceptance, self-respect, and uh, that was the most uncomfortable foreign work that I had to do at the time, and um, I didn't realize how vital it was until much later, until I started working with other addicts who also struggled with that, and um, if we can help each other see how much we are worth inherently as human beings, um, then I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> um, so what are ways that in 
what are ways that you practice your self-care and your self-love? Oh my God. So the most basic, stupid, it's not stupid. The most basic thing that I did that I now recommend other people do is tell themselves that they love them in the mirror. Um, saying my I love yous feels ridiculous, right? <laughs> it's so uncomfortable to look myself in the eye and say that I love myself. Um, but it was really, it was really interesting. I think my first few times I cried. Uh, you know, it was just really uncomfortable to recognize that I didn't love myself. And, um, you know, the more, the more good decisions that I made, the more friendships that I made, the more my family began to trust me, the more that I realized that I, deep down, am a good person. I do have things to offer and I am worth this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know for myself, <clears throat> when I was in my active addiction, I'd look in the mirror and I was a uh, buck ten, skin and bones, and I'm like, damn, I look hot as shit. <laughs> and my face is all sunk in and eyes popping out of my forehead. Um, and I thought I loved myself then, but now, almost 18 months sober, I can look at myself and say, damn, I like your dad bod. It's looking pretty good. <laughs> I actually like, love my physical traits and also my internal traits. I mean, for the longest time, I struggled with the word integrity because I knew what it meant, but mm -hmm. I didn't know what it meant, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And to look at myself and say, I've got integrity. I can show up for myself and be honest with the people I am. And if I do fuck up or if I, sorry, I'm not supposed to swear. <laughs> um, but if I do mess up or if I do um, lie about something, I can hurry and catch myself. And that's just showing integrity. And that's a huge part of like self-love and self-appreciation. Um, that you're actually being the person you know you can be. Integrity is a fantastic value to have. Um, like whole type of service, like just showing up. Like that's a huge part of integrity, being true to one's word. Um, when I tell people in my life that I'm going to be somewhere, I'm there. If I tell them I'm going to do something, you know, for them or anyone, I'm going to do it. Um, absolutely upholding my word. Um, and just like living in honesty and transparency. Absolutely. And transparency is another big thing is <clears throat> we show up in our addiction as we're okay, we're this person that we want everyone to think we are, but we're not being transparent. And in recovery, you can find these people who will tell you from day one everything about them, the good, the bad, the ugly, and they'll still show up in a transparent and integral. Integral? That's going to be a new word. Integral way. So. Integral, but it's, I think it's a different means different. Probably. I don't, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> um, tra and transparency is not a comfortable thing because um, I think that as we start to try to value ourselves, part of that comes with wanting to be liked and wanting to be accepted. And sometimes that means that our in instinct is to put on a put on a face where everything seems perfect or we d we're doing well, you know. Um, I know that's a trap that I fell into myself for a long time. And when I started to realize that I was messy inside and didn't have any of the answers, um, I had to speak to that. Um, I remember a particular breakdown I had with Cole. We had just um, gotten out of the meeting. Um, 
and I think he asked how I was and I just started crying um, and it was probably the first time that I let myself really show up messy and ugly with another person in recovery and that was a really profound experience because um, I found acceptance through that he still loved me nothing changed he didn't think less of me and up to that point I had really carefully cultivated my image in recovery as this person who was strong and independent and had everything figured out and and um, you know deep down that really wasn't the case absolutely <clears throat> excuse me and we and that's the cool thing about our community and like just being of service like touching back on the service piece is we can show up for other people when they can't show up for themselves and just being able to bring someone up and hold them up um, is huge I mean, I know there's been days where I'm struggling and I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to take a shower, or brush my teeth, or any of the things. And but I know that I can always rely on people to pick me up and show up for me, and I can't show up for myself. So, absolutely. Um, last question: What are you grateful for today? Oh gosh. I, once upon a time, I had to keep a gratitude journal and coming up with five things was difficult, you know, and over time I could come up with five things, but coming up with 10 things was difficult. And now I could come up with thousands of things and not be done. Um, pro most prominently today in this moment, I am so, so, so grateful for my relationship with my higher power. I am so grateful for um, my friends and my family, and I am really grateful. Um, I'm really grateful that I found recovery. I'm really, really grateful that this gift was given to me, and now that I now I have the opportunity to help others find this gift. What are you grateful for today? I am grateful for so many things. Um, the basic work, job, house, um, those all kind of fall into like the stability piece of I'm grateful for stability. Mm. Um, I'm grateful for the relationships that I've built in recovery. Um, and I'm grateful for my sponsor. I'm also grateful for BAM and this opportunity to share our experience, strength, and hope on multiple different platforms and hopefully touch our listeners' lives from a nationwide, worldwide. Um, and just this opportunity to be the light in recovery. So I'm super grateful for that. Mm, I'm also very grateful for you introducing me to BAM and giving me this avenue of service and outreach that I was not a part of before that I um, deeply hunger for. Um, I'm very, very grateful for that. Heck yeah. And also, if any of you guys are interested in uh, joining BAM, we are a Facebook page, uh, Beyond Addiction Mosaic. Uh, we are also on YouTube, Spotify, uh, I believe iTunes is coming soon. Um, Fancy. I hope, yeah. <laughs> we're getting there, <laughs> slowly but surely. So yeah, go check us out on Facebook, and we're always doing outreach every other Saturday. We're doing clothing drives. The holidays are coming up, so we're uh, doing a couple GoFundMe pages for families in need. Uh, with COVID, it's been a little, it's been very stressing and uh, pressing for people who have been lost their jobs due to the pandemic or are just short on month, Christmas money. So if you guys want to donate, um, 
our Venmo or Facebook mess, uh, Facebook pay is all on our website, uh, Beyond Addiction Mosaic on Facebook. So thank you guys. I hope you have a blessed day, and let's end this with the serenity prayer, yeah? Also, just thank you so much for spending this time with us and just um, being a part of this conversation. And I look forward to more conversations with you guys, hopefully in the future. Heck yeah. You betcha. Okay, maybe after a brief moment of silence for the addict who still suffers. God. God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference.